There's a movement brewing, and that movement is the Me Total Lifestyle. It centers around you keeping your sense of self intact and then gaining clarity of purpose as you age. I'm Carrie. I'm Joe. I'm JM. And we're on a mission to show you how to enjoy friends, fellowship, and life without substance dependence. It's time to discover how you can begin living a me total lifestyle right here on the Fuzzy Ish Podcast. Let's go. Welcome back to the Fuzzy Ish Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Quattroon. And of course, with me, we've got JMG, the illustrious JM. How are we doing today? I'm doing great. Nice to be here. We've got, we've got an interesting guest today. His name is Jimmy Semrick. Man, he just launched a really cool brand called Brella Drops. It's based out of Chicago. They position themselves as a zero-proof cocktail and I'm starting to see them pop up all over the web as kind of like the next big thing for a millennial consumption when it comes to mocktails. What do you think about that yeah. concept? What do you think we have in store for us with, with Jimmy? Yeah, I mean, I love Jimmy. I think he's got such a cool perspective. He's also way beyond his years on this planet in regards to sort of his wisdom. But I think he's really onto something with Brella. I think there's lots of ways to execute around something in that format. I think there's the ability to obviously, if you're alcohol free, drink something like a mocktail without paying 20 bucks for it at a restaurant. There's a way to sort of fill the gap between drinks with something like that, zero proof. And then there's obviously you can, if you wanted to add booze to something like that, it's a small format to bring it to your friend's house if you wanted to make the cocktails that they offer. So I'm actually really bullish on Umbrella and excited to watch their journey. Great. So let's go ahead and bring on Jimmy right now. And welcome back to the Fuzzy-ish podcast. I'm your host, Joe Quattrone, and with me are our usual co-host, JMG. And we've got the man, the myth, the legend, Jimmy Senrick from Brella Drops. Jimmy, how you doing? Brella. Good. Happy to, to be here. Good to see y'all. Good to see you, too. You've lost a little hair since the last time we chatted, but looks good, man. I like that fresh cut. I've got the same kind of deal going on over here. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I'm feeling left out here, man. <laughs> Could carry on here would be three out of four too. Be really screwed. Yeah, man. So I, I feel like I, I did a very similar chop to you. Like misplaced haircut. Just like figured, hey, let's get this all out of here. Let's let's stop worrying about this thing. And you also got last time we talked to you, I never saw the arm tats. Like I think it's a pretty solid look you got oh, going on there, Jimmy. Bunch of them, bunch of them going there. That's been around, go. but you know, I thought this was going to be lower maintenance, but now I'm going to buzz it every every four days or so. So. Hold on, before we jump in, yeah. let's cut on the hair real quick since yeah. both of you guys work <laughs> off of this. And Joe, since you've done it for a long time, is it a is it a buzz and then shave thing? Is it a keep it low enough that you can just shave it? Is it dependent on sort of what you're going for lengthwise? What What's the preferred method so far, Jimmy? I got to keep it pretty short. So as soon as it starts looking fuzzy, no pun intended. Fuzzy, I, love it. I gotta, I gotta get rid of it. It starts looking a little peach fuzz. So it's probably like an every three or four day thing. I haven't gone full Bic razor yet, but I'm sure that's coming. Okay. Joe, are you a Bic? Like, do you go like that? I that don't. hard with yours? No, I don't go that hard at all. I'm a once a week guy and I still have some, I have a patch on the top and I've faded on the sides. The pandemic we had a lot of indoor time during COVID. So I taught myself a few things, including how to give myself a fade. 
So I still hang okay. in there, but that, you know, I keep it really short. It's like on a number one of the, it's like a, it's like a half setting. And mainly I'm trying to like blend into this bald spot going on back here. So if I keep it super duper short, it's hard to even tell I have a bald spot. But if it grows out a little bit, then man, it's just noticeable. And I, then I have to go like full hat on for like a couple of days or whatever. So I think I look all right with a hat on, but I'm not convinced that it's my best look. So I like to have a fresh fade about once a week. What would uh, Darwin from Dulles Park have to say about your fade? Darwin would be uh, a, a big fan of my own check self, on that? my self cutting techniques, not like in a bad harmful way, but like right. myself. So Shame Jimmy, we things. all we all grew up together in a part of in a part of Virginia where there was this barber shop that everybody went and pulled like a deli ticket and you waited and but the next in line, but most people waited for a few of the guys there, so you could be there for a minute. But the guy that everybody went to or everybody wanted to go to was Darvin. That he could line you up or fade you up the way that you the way you were looking for. So, anyways, all right, good haircut diversion <laughs> here, Joe Q. Sorry about that, but let's move into it. Let's get into it. So, so Jimmy, let's first and foremost, like let the audience know a little bit about your brand. One of the reasons that I reached out to you to have you on the show was that obviously we're into this whole movement called Me Total, which is kind of like taking it, taking care of yourself, taking care of your life outside of alcohol. Brella Drops is a zero proof cocktail. That's kind of what you're positioning it as. But give the audience a little bit of a sense of like, what is Brella Drops? How'd you come up with the idea? Yeah. So, you know, I'm a non-drinker myself and, and going out to bars, restaurants, et cetera, can be pretty disappointing for someone that's not imbibing traditionally. So I was kind of just bound to the order of club soda with lime over and over and over again. And it was getting pretty boring. And I thought to myself, I'm not really interested in like squeezing a, like a crystal light or a fruit punch concentrate into my drink. But if there was a concentrated cocktail concentrate, like a concentrated cocktail drop. I would use it everywhere that I went rather than spending 14 bucks on a mocktail or, or just being bound to like, Hey, can I get an apple juice, please? You know, so I set out to, to do that. You know, we, we rolled out in January of this year. We've had a, a good three months under our belt and it's been a blast. Tell us yeah, about the success so far. We've seen some placements around, like obviously you're in the wild at this point. It's not just stealth. How's it going so far? Give us the, you're yeah. lost in the world three months in, any learnings other we, than just being super excited about it? Yeah, we're already on batch three. So we've sold a batch a month, which is quite a few bottles. And we successfully kind of had a pretty nationwide sprawl in all of the zero proof and non-alcoholic bottle shops, basically nationwide. There's a few missing links there, but we had a, an enormous amount of support. Our reorder rate from retailers was over 75%. They were just, it was flying off the shelves. Like in DC, actually, we have a store that went through five cases in a month and a half. And that's wow. a what store is that? Umbrella Dry Drinks. It's in Alexandria. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Great, cool. great location. Blue through product. Alexandria, Alexandria, Virginia, or what, what Alexandria are we talking about? Yeah, yeah. Alexandria, Virginia. Yep. I'm aware of that store. Yeah, what's wild to us is like, even since we've started to have this conversation for the last, let's say, several months, and as we've been thinking about our walk alcohol-free, but more particularly sort of in the community or in a social setting without alcohol, you know, not drinking and, and what our options are, there's so many more now. 
But what's been even more interesting is to your point, there's so many more retail locations or even places online that are pushing at least a sort of low ABV, sort of hybrid between alcohol and non-alcohol or alcohol-free options. That's super cool. So have you been trying to go direct to the retailers? How have you focused on the sort of distribution with those kinds of stores? Yeah, we have a, a platform called Fair that we use to sell direct to retailers. And so okay. we just, we ship directly to them. Fortunately, like 24 pack umbrella is 3.6 pounds. So I can ship anywhere in the country for really cheap and fast. We're with one distributor in Arkansas and launching with another here in the Chicago area in May. So kind of a multi-channel approach. So you said that you're alcohol-free. I know you, uh, you're you a pretty young guy. I mean, you look like you can't be, what, more than 25? I mean, I think me and JM probably have 17, 18 years old. Yeah. Like, was that a, a pretty easy choice then, uh, kind of getting getting away from alcohol or was that like something that you labored over or had to go through like a tremendous amount of trials and tribulation over it was just not really for me you know gave it a try i also came from the booze business so you know started my career with miller cores in the walmart headquarters territory doing their distribution and then came up to chicago to run a sales for a distillery so i was just selling vodka and gin all day mm-hmm. and i kind of got that that concentrated experimentation versus a long paced out like early 20s experience i had that real quick and it just came to a point where i was like okay what do i really want out of life i mean it's running a business is such a great example of it i still have things fall through the cracks i could not imagine if i was sitting there fighting a hangover trying to type up emails oh that would be brutal <laughs> right that's a yeah. good point. Yeah, yeah. Me, me and JM, we, we often talk about like how much else we've got going on and how much we have to live for kind of thing, being one of the big mm-hmm. underlying and motivating factors to, to living a MeToo lifestyle. I mean, it's no no surprise. We talked about it at nauseum. I've got three kids. I've got another one on the way. JM's got a rack of children. And yeah, when you get up into your 40s, your body doesn't react the same to, to alcohol as it did when you're in your 20s. So we're definitely, we definitely feel that quite a bit. Um, Yeah. The interesting thing that you said about not having things fall through the cracks. I've been trying to, you know, I'm I'm probably, I'm like two years in August, so 600 days or something like that now without alcohol. And and we always talk about that. Thanks, man. Like the, the minutes, the hours, even the complete days that you just lose when you don't feel good from the day before, or you're drinking and not able to be productive on whatever you're working on. And when you start to quantify that for somebody like me that did it pretty hard from 20 to 40, it's like days of time that we just basically missed. Mm -hmm. And so as you get to our age, you start to think about, shit, now I'm taking all that time back. And I remember, and the other thing is we talk about this all the time, like think about your memory. Like you remember everything Mm -hmm. now, right? I mean, you have the, there's not these moments of like, there was something I was thinking about last night and what was that? Or what did I say? Right. Have you seen those so, have you seen those trackers? Like the tracker apps? They have like time saved, money saved. I actually I am sober is the app on my phone and it's several thousand dollars money saved. Calories is crazy. Tells me how many days it, it also pumps me up, motivates me when I need it. But mm. it's so neat as you get long further along, you don't need that motivation anymore. Your yeah. body is like, I feel so much better. I was in Las Vegas this week and surrounded by people just drinking from early in the day through all night. And I didn't even feel an inclination to drink. Mm -hmm. It was the first time I had been there 
where I wasn't still fighting that, oh man, a, a drink would be a good thing. So Jimmy, let's talk about when you go into a setting and maybe because of your product, it's easier to tell your story. But when you're going to a setting and there's people that are drinking and obviously you're alcohol free, what sort of your response to somebody is like, oh my gosh, dude, you're sober? Like, my goodness, like immediately with the stigma, immediately wondering like how bad you ruined your life at some point to get to this point. What's usually I, your kind of response and how do you pivot into that conversation? I was told something really early on when I first quit drinking that was really interesting to me where this woman told me if they have a problem with what's in your cup, they probably have a problem with what's in theirs. Mm. And um, mm. from there, I was just kind of like, you know, I was able to, you know, I've, now at this point, it's been a little bit and I noticed that the people that I want to be around go, oh, okay, can we get some sparkling water for the table? You know, they just, they blow right past it. Like that's it. Gosh, that really, is so cool. It's a really great filter for who I want around me, I think. And I, I think mm. that goes for most people. It's like, what I'm doing is none of your business. So mm. Mm. I think that's my take on it, my my attitude around it, you know? And what would you say to somebody that's, Probably that person that if they had, they do have a problem because they have a problem, right? What would you say to where we have a lot of listeners that are in that exact moment of looking for not necessarily counsel, but support in a community of people that have been in a similar spot? What do you say to that person that hasn't had the, you know, had the ability to sort of put it down or to really take a break to see what an alcohol free life looks like or a me total lifestyle like we like to talk about? Say that. You're not ever going to be growing if you're not uncomfortable. So mm. it's kind of like if people are giving you a hard time, that's just really good practice right there. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a, it's good practice and it's, it's growth. that you can kind of recognize people you, you don't want to be around and you kind of just need to find your tribe, find mm. your people that you actually want to be around because most people probably aren't very good for you in other capacities, not just drinking alcohol. So sure. what are your thoughts about our tribe that we're building? Right. So, you know, our thesis was there's lots of people like that are on the fence and there's the, basically the 12 step program folks that you can go and get like the religion of not drinking and the steps that you can take to really gain control from that very structured 12 step program that you have like the X's on the hands, people like, we don't drink, we're straight edge, we're yeah. better than you. Like, if you drink, we don't want to talk to you, those people. There's not really anything in the middle. And so as we started to talk about this and came around teetotalism and abstaining from alcohol, and then talked about relationships and how you can't truly make a connection with another person or another human unless you're good with who you are, or at least who you're trying to be or try aspiring to be. So we came with this me playoff of teetotalism to me totalism and really me total. What are your thoughts just generally about, about our thesis and where we think this sort of tribe or community can go specific to this world of alcohol free? I think it's great. I mean, I don't think that you need to be a rock bottom alcoholic in order to stop drinking or to cut back drinking yeah. or take a look at your consumption i mean it's the nobody's really giving a a keto diet person shit for their decision you know <laughs> i don't know if i'm allowed to curse right. no yeah. please curse oh okay, okay. fuck is my favorite word yeah <laughs> so i mean it's like 
you know, it's no one's giving anybody else any strife over their consumption habits. And I don't think that you need to fall under a specific category. And honestly, you know, I do an extensive amount of market research, consumer research. I do a survey series every week. And okay. most of most of the people that are in our target demographic are not completely sober. They might right. just be pushing a look at it. They might be saying, hey, you know, I would like to session these drinks with my other drinks so that I'm not getting shit canned. And a lot of people want to use Brella and do use Brella with alcohol. But mm. they also say, I can, I can very quickly toggle back Thank and you forth, yeah. you know, and yeah. there's a really wide spectrum of people. There's the can of, or what is it? Cali sober. California, that's Cali, Cali sober. Yeah, sober. Exactly, yeah. So, you know, curious. there's a whole broad array of it, I think. Cause like, you know, I go into these shops and some of them have like Kratom and Kava and all these different things. Oh, yeah. And some people would be like, whoa, that's not for me, but for other people. So I'm right. like, I was, I was telling Joe before, before we hopped on live, that like, I'm not anti anything, you know, I'm just pro right. accommodation right. for whatever you want to do, whatever you decide is right for you. Because I've seen people that can drink in what I consider a relatively healthy fashion. Like my wife, she yeah. has half a glass of wine and goes, Ooh, my face is blushing. I think I'm done. Yes. Hey, dude, what? Hey, what I, I got that. Yeah, exactly. And right. Exactly. I, yeah. yeah. It takes one to know. And I, I have the exact same thing at home. And I think what you said about being inclusive is really our entire mantra here. What we want is for there to be a comfortable place to talk about even the consideration of, you know, moderating alcohol, abstaining from alcohol, not drinking, whatever, don't care. If we no. can just be a world and an outlet where people can, and can come and be supported in the decisioning that they're making. And to your point, and I love just a lot of what you've said, not be judged mm -hmm. about those decisions and actually just be completely supported because the reality, and this is something I was talking to somebody about yesterday in a totally different context, is none of us can tell somebody how they should handle their relationship with alcohol. We mm -hmm. can certainly encourage them due to the constraints that they're putting around themselves specific to those decisions. But ultimately, it comes down to yourself. And you know, everybody always says, you can't stop drinking unless you actually commit to it yourself. And that's certainly true. But yes. you also have to have the right path that fits for that decision. And that's nope. not the same for everybody. That's actually different for every single person. And so to be inclusive and supportive and allowing folks to really kind of voice or vet their decisioning while not being judged, that's what this is all about. So this, yeah, that's truly I, what we're here for. And I think that that sort of positioning really makes accommodation easier because if, for example, I saw these non-alcoholic whiskey brands and they're, th they're throwing little um, hang tags on their bottles that say, hey, you can make a lower proof old fashioned put half of your, your bourbon that you were going to use and put half of ours. There's no issue with that. And ultimately, no. the more that these options are accepted and purchased and supported by drinkers as well, they're going to be around for the exactly. non-drinker or the person that's and trying to get yeah, yeah, it, it just makes I it used to, more I used to work in the beer industry also. And Jimmy, you're absolutely right. When, uh, we used to look at Australia who had a big problem with alcohol back in the 90s. They really clamped down on alcohol laws and how much alcohol you could put in your beverages because it was leading to all kinds of like drunk driving accidents and stuff like that. And now the alcoholic drinks that are most popular in that country are the low, the low ABV 
beers, the yeah. low proof alcohols and stuff like that, because people are able to session them for longer, mm-hmm. kind of be around their friends and have fellowship for longer without getting as drunk. And that's made a huge difference yeah. in that country. So I totally agree. Like the more people can kind of understand the effects that it has and not go too indulgent in what they're doing is I think it's still kind of feeding into this lifestyle that we're trying to create, right? Just as long as you're in control of it, as long as you understand what the effect is. And if you're somebody that winds up, you know, maybe you have too much of an addictive personality, then maybe that's a reason why you want to go completely off of it. But I think that's a great insight. So Jimmy, I have a question. So obviously now you're going to say you live a me total life and you're going to help us really grow the vision of our community through the channels that you have. Like, I appreciate you doing that. But up till now, up till now, when somebody asks, do you have a definition for your lifestyle? You mentioned some of the others, you know, we go through those often on, on this show. How do you sort of share the life that you're living today? When somebody, you know, asks and if it's in context to drinking or context to maybe something else, do you have a definition of that from a lifestyle perspective? I usually keep it pretty brief and just say I don't drink. Um, yeah. When I'm when I'm asked about it, I think ultimately, like I just strive to be a decent person and businessman, so I do the things that allow me to do that. <laughs> so you know, I yeah. probably say, you know, I I try to show up for my wife, I try to show up for my family, my friends, etc. Mm. And for me, that's what does that. I, I think it's more so around the man that I want to be. And so that's where that conversation is. There value, is there value Is there value in being able to capture that in something like our Me Total movement, right? Oh, so I like, like, yeah, no. Is I, there I, value I, to be able to say like, oh, I'm living, you know, I, I live a Me Total lifestyle, which is allowing me all of the things that you just said. You, yeah, I really like, like There's value in that. Yeah, because so, I mean, I'm, yeah, it, I, T-totaler, T-totaler is kind of like, an, like a 60s phrase. When we decided to place it's like an 18, it's like a 19th century phrase. It was originally, yeah, right. Yeah, it's like pre prohibition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Very now good. still lives in like really evangelical sects of Christianity and mm-hmm. Judaism and a couple other places too. There's still significant numbers of people that define themselves as teetotalers. And it's, but it's really like, it's the X's on the hands to some degree, right? It's said with a level of assertion, and I'm better than you because I don't drink. Yeah, And that turns me off every time. That's why I don't like to use the word sober. Because mm-hmm. as soon as you say sober, the stigma goes to the 12 steps like we've talked about. And the stigma also goes to like, oh, you're sober. Good for you. Like, what are you, you trying to kind of talk down yeah. to me to some degree? I think the, the word yeah, total for me, you know, what I pulled out of it was really the temperance part of it. You know, like temperance is what excellence through temperance is what I'm really all about. Like, how do you make your life better, not worse? Mm-hmm. I definitely like always like to... Put it out there that like again i'm not anti anything i'm not anti-alcohol right. i'm not anti-cannabis I, I just really want people to have options and so like jm what you said around the kind of snootiness around uh, like oh i'm better than you because i don't drink it's not right. something that i align myself with in the slightest because yeah. a lot of people seem to have it figured out so more power to them so. <laughs> Right. Exactly. The thing that we keep talking about and why we love having you on the show is that we like to share the stories of success, right? And it's less about the health-related aspects or the addiction-related aspects. It's the benefit. It's showing up for your wife. It's showing up for your friends. It's showing up for your family. 
It's being present with this yep. brand that you're trying to explode into this worldwide global phenomenon specific to a cocktail and a small drop. It, those are the things that really get us excited because there's lots of stories like that in a variety of different directions that really prove the thesis of if you're able to find this excellence through temperance, there's so much more to this life that you don't even realize existed. And, and, and obviously also you're able to... So little time, you know, like... Right. Between the time that I spend with my wife, the time I spend building this company, you know, the time that I, I spend on hobbies and just friends and family and trying to keep up. It's like, holy hell, I could not sit at a bar stool for three hours. It's just I have I don't have I don't have time for the people that I, I really, really like. I definitely don't have time for strangers, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you taking the time with us. Oh, no, no. You yeah. add some kids to the. If you decide to add kids to that scenario or that equation, man, the plates that you're spinning to be able to show up for all those people yeah. becomes even more important, right? Well, because all clear, of a sudden so. you have these dependent. <clears throat> yeah, you have all these, you have these people that are now depending on you for that, right? Yep. And that it's just another amount of showing up. On that note, we really appreciate you coming by, Jimmy. We're gonna pull, we're gonna kind of wrap things up here with you, but before you go. You know, I've seen, I feel like I've seen a whole new side of you this time around because you've got the fresh haircut and you've got the t-shirt and tats. <laughs> so I want to do like an impromptu segment of Feet Heat, which is something that me and GF, JF do feed once heat. in a while. We're doing an impromptu session of Feet Heat with a live Hello. audience guest. So in this segment, we just try to ask what's on everybody's feet in the current environment, in the current day, just to see how fire the kicks are. Right. So what do you got on? Five on YouTube audience. Oh, yeah, okay. There you yeah. go. I'm feeling that. Joe, I feel Joey my, my Q wife. likes that. Joey Q. I'm, Joey I'm, Q I'm into the dad here. My, my wife also wants me to buy a pair of those. She likes that. that <laughs> he's, getting ahead, he's getting ahead of the dad gear. Ahead of the dad gear. He's early in his see, new Jimmy total just, life and he's early in his uh Jimmy just aged himself 15 years. Kick. He shaved his head. He got up the new Christmas. <laughs> <one. laughs> I've got the 21 Ultra Boosts. You know, a lot of people are afraid to buy the whites, but I'll tell people, I'll tell the audience that don't shy away from the whites. Because this is the only shoe you can throw in the washing machine and it comes out dry. Yeah. And it looks like they've had these for three years and they're still sparkling new. So they're still bling bling. Work. Yeah. Yeah. Jay, right. what do you got on your feet? I got you for some feet heat. I have a collaboration Nike. There you go. Dunk. And it's a collaboration with a cool store out in LA called Union. And they did, what's interesting, the story about them is like, they were kind of pushing, let's just say non-authentic Nike related products and got the eyes of Nike and ended up getting into like a huge partnership with them. And so they've launched several Nike collabs around both the Jordan one and the dunks. And you could ask my wife, I, um, I might have a few of the pairs of their collaboration. So they're one of my favorites, a little bit different. Nice. Cool. Well, Jimmy, we appreciate you being on so much. That was a good uh, segment of Feet Heat, man. He came, with the, he came with the power of the, the new balances. Like, too, like, I, I was expecting some slot. Yeah, I was expecting like some slides or something. You know, something. No, we're, 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 we're in the production today, so I got to have closed toes. I should probably have steel toes. Yeah, okay, I feel you. Well, dude, had a quick update on our, so Fuzzy, 
our product that we've been working on. We're going to officially sign an agreement with a, a vendor. It's actually a friend of mine from college, 20 plus years, and oh, yeah. the stars aligned and things fell through on the West Coast. Some people that we weren't necessarily really trying to be the partner to get this off the ground with, and we're not sort of in a pressured situation to do it. It's more of a, let's do it right. So we're launching in Missouri, which is a new rec legal state for cannabis. And we're signing the agreements next week and hope to be live this summer. So I think that the cool thing is there's some really cool synergy between Brella and Fuzzy yeah. that I look forward to, you know, clicking yeah, into Jimmy, for uh, as we go. We should do a what? launch party in St. Louis. If you can come down from Chicago, oh, yeah. we'd love to like do a little so we're completely vertically integrated so i can pump out small batches what's y'all's favorite cocktail it's a long uh, club soda line i'm, I'm soda more of a dark time. liquor yeah. kind of, i was more of a dark liquor guy so maybe like a manhattan, manhattan or an old-fashioned or something like that okay all right think about what would pair best with the beverage and we'll come up with some fuzzy drops yeah, dude, umbrella powered by Fuzzy in the future. There's a lot of cool stuff. We've got some really interesting people on the side from a capital perspective. We've got some even cooler people on the side from an just a influence perspective in a bunch oh, of yeah. different categories. So we're we it's taken us longer than we hoped to get to this point, but we feel like in such a great spot to get it done. So appreciate the willingness to come back on today. Yeah, appreciate of course. the comfort in the conversation. I loved a lot of what you said. I'd love to stay in touch. Uh, so these are the fuzzy Jordans. Just on. Oh yeah, so we bought oh, yeah. all the, the fuzzy Jordans, the mint J ones. I've sent all the people involved in fuzzy. So we'll have to all wear them at St. Louis when we have a launch party. <laughs> yeah, I need a pair too. Let me. Yeah, let me exactly. Know. I mean, short drive. Yeah. yeah, we see such a cool opportunity to make a brand around fuzzy with our, you know, it's a 12 ounce drink to start sort of a seltzer, a tall can similar to the execution of the format of White Claw and High Noon and some of the others. But we see such a cool opportunity to make the brand so much more than the actual drink itself and to get into potentially alcohol free beers powered by fuzzy, your drops powered by, I mean, there's a million ways that this could continue to extend and expand. And I think go into what you talked about also, which is all these new options that are supporting people that are not ready to necessarily make the decision to go alcohol free, but are looking to session, like you said, or looking to add something else into their. So, and the more things that are available and the more options that you have when you go somewhere for something alcohol free, the more people aren't going to ask you about it. You know, yep. I was in Vegas drinking Heineken Zero and people don't fucking ask because they just know, you know, yep. freaking a zero zero proof beers all right it's that part of the show where we are going to discuss some of the news and notes out there of what's going on out in news and notes so jm i've got an article pulled up from the charlotte observer and so the headline reads in a first for charlotte an alcohol-free bar comes to uptown it stays open till 4 a.m subhead we just wanted to create a bar-like experience without the alcohol so, and I, I went out to read that Without this is a, 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 a alcohol. This is a bar, bar that's challenged by a owner that also has their foot in the bar space up in Brooklyn, New York. So, I think this mm. plays into the larger trend that we see going on around the world, which is this ever growing, uh, I wouldn't say fascination quite yet, but more of it, this ever growing movement towards people trying to figure out what else is out there for them 
other than partaking in imbibing in alcoholic beverages and spirits. What do you think about this idea? I know me and you have talked about it before. We've actually talked about this very concept at the bar before. <laughs> I know when we were watching the World Series yeah. back in 2019, when we were yeah, first LA stand up Santa Monica, or uh, walking there with my total. family a couple days. Yeah, yeah. No, we, we were first talking about getting into that walk with me total back in the day. This was a, a reality that we definitely saw for ourselves one day, not wanting to give up the yeah. lifestyle of meeting at a bar with your friend and hanging out, but not having to worry about getting. Yeah. Out. What do you think about this? Yeah. Yeah, look, I mean, I think it's really exciting. I think it's something that we're going to see more of in especially really urban environments like Charlotte. I think that there are definitely enough people out there that want to go have a social setting or a community where you can have the bar experience and whether it's the TVs with the games on or the mocktails or a bunch of different alcohol-free beers, beer AF, like we like to call them, that something like that will more than likely be successful. Will there be lots of those in the future, like where you have competing alcohol-free bars? I don't know, right? I think what's more likely and what we're seeing already is the resurgence of alcohol-free options across the board at any high-end restaurant, QSR restaurant, bar, pub, dive, fancy place, whatever, whether it's eight or nine different alcohol-free beers at some dive, maybe a CBD execution of something, maybe even THC Delta 9 or something compliant, or the $14, 15 $20 mocktail that Jimmy mentioned, which is basically just some juices mixed together that people that like that sweeter execution of cocktail are here for and aren't necessarily as worried about the feeling that it gives them as much as the format that it's presented and the flavor. Cool. I'm going to drop a really quick idea in this podcast for any of our entrepreneur followers out there that want to execute in this retail kind of an environment. Coming from a 44-year-old father of three and soon to be four, I would love to see a bar, a sports bar that's alcohol-free that also has a back room with a jungle gym and babysitters on staff. So please make yeah, that dude. dream a reality so your boy <laughs> can go watch four hours with the Sunday football and leave my two-year-old in yeah. the back at the jungle gym with the babysitter. That would be a money yeah, idea. Yeah, there you go. I, you can take For all sure. my money. Take all my money if you come up yeah. with that idea. Just make sure that the first location is in Nashville, Tennessee.